Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Metti, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks, first Miss Darm Features. Hello, Internet. <laughs> and then Moshko. Can I kick it? I was over yes. here holding my breath. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes you can. <laughs> and then there's Mauer. Beep you, everyone. Ooh, I'm sorry, what? Boy. Wow. What? Beep what, what was that? Grumble, that was, grumble, grumble. Yeah, no, that was, we, we got to add the emphasis for him. Well, I, I've got a migraine, and I am tired of the internet this week, so. <laughs> then, uh, then stop going into the comment sections. <laughs> We've talked about this last week. It's like you do it to yourself. You gave yourself the migraine by reading nonsense. Speaking comics of nonsense, let's talk about what series. comics we've read. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are our topics it? this week, sirs? <laughs> uh, who, who, you, want, you want to start us off there, Mauer? We're not going to go overview of what we're going to hit up? Sure, for... yeah. Well, what's, what do you want to uh, talk about? Well, I'm going to talk about the rumored, not rumored, 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 not rumored um, spider project. Mm-hmm. Wow. Lots of very, you were very clear. <laughs> well, there's a web of what could and could not be. Ooh. See what he did? That was a, that was a good one. That was and, better uh, than the other one. That was good. It's a little confusing uh, to the average person. So The average bear. Yeah, You have to be pretty amazing to understand what's about uh, to happen. Or spectacular. The average spider totem. Since, <laughs> since that's the confusing part. Uh, features, what did you talk about? Uh, actually wanted to talk about a little bit about Marvel and Hall H and what they're bringing Ooh. to the table. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's, we're going to, we're going to shift up here. Uh, Ara, what do you want to talk about, Moshko? Uh, we're going to revisit what I was saying last week about, uh, the Punisher comic run currently. Um, also what, a little, little bit of the boys that finished up. And, yes, uh, I think we're going to finish on a big, uh, big topic too. Yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder Clerks that features three. was supposed to take. Clerks I don't three. know why he decided to change it up at the last minute, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about obviously the biggest topic of all is Thor: Love and Thunder, which means that Mauer's going to leave because he hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't yeah. wait to just keep that going. So on stay this tuned whole show. for the uh, change in the tone of the show. That'll be <laughs> yeah, right. a little bit different on the back half. He's going to go into the comment section. Mentally masturbating about how great it was. Ah. You didn't even see the movie to know, and and it's funny. You're so wrong. It's amazing how <laughs> wrong you are. I woke up with a text message from Frank Caliendo saying, "Don't let Maurer see this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't be seeing it. Um, I'll tell you guys where other people can't hear why I'm seeing it because it's a little bit of a secret right now. Ooh. Um, uh. So oh. I'll, I'll let like you know, that. but yeah, I had no, I had no plans to see Thor: Love and Thunder. Of course you don't. It's, it's not like you have a comic book podcast where your opinion is valuable. But okay, sure. 
Yeah, but at this point, that that franchise is dead to me. Wow. How? Why? Well, I just, I haven't, I don't like Ragnarok. I don't like Funny Thor. I don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Why would you think? You've done this show with me over five years now. You would think you would know. It's a guarantee he was going <laughs> to not like it. Yeah, so why? I, I remember I remember committed Maurer who would go to the movies regardless. Like, he'd go and see the Fantastic Four movie knowing it was going to be trash just so we could give an opinion on it. New Maurer is like, no, none of you are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much going. Well, it's renting out a theater to go see it. That's fair. That's fair because you can't just go to the movies. <laughs> Even though when we went, there was only two people there. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was so it. wild. No, it was, um, it was no. Thursday morning at 3.30, or morning, Thursday <laughs> afternoon at 3.30. Um, but let's kick it off before I go into my f- weird topic on Clerks 3. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I figured that would be quick, and I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting for this trailer for a long time, ever since he started writing it, and, and it's appearing to be everything he said it would be. So taking what worked well for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, the kind of meta in jokes uh, to the next level. So having it be about the character based on Kevin Smith, initially writing a movie that Kevin Smith wrote is just meta enough to work for him. Well, and that's to be fair. Uh, and don't, I'm going to say this with all love. Cause I love Kevin Smith a lot, but that's what Kevin Smith has kind of become as a, is a is a I don't want to say a caricature of himself, but he, like the persona of Kevin Smith has become more more valuable to him than his work, which he he himself will admit. Like he makes more money being Kevin Smith, so making the thing very Kevin Smith heavy is probably a smart move. And for the fans that know that originally he was supposed to be Randall until he realized he didn't know how to act, <laughs> and like there was way too many like long ass monologues that he had written for randall to say and he was like i can't do this shit um so it kind of coming full circle of him now writing the character with parts of his real life interspersed into it like the heart attack and and finding a new love for filmmaking and all that stuff going into the film seeing that i have a feeling that this movie is really going to hit on all cylinders for people that are fans of the view verse and kevin smith Right. I mean, I think any and I'll, I think that's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of Kevin Smith fans out there. So I think it's going to do well for its target audience. I don't know how mainstream it'll get, but I think target audiences are going to love this. Well, he's doing the same thing he did for Jay and Silent Bob, where he is doing a tour with Q&A's. Smart move. And he mm-hmm. flat out said he doesn't need major releases. He makes the movies cheap enough. And just doing those tours makes his movies hugely successful compared to other movies of similar budgets trying to just do the normal major release and he does it in less time he's like well, i don't know why more people don't do that because mm-hmm. he because he knows that kevin smith the brand of kevin smith makes just as much money if not more money than the movies he produces so by right. adding the tour to it it's a guaranteed success for him it's a smart move. It's a brilliant move. It's it's the same idea as what a lot of comedians are doing these days, where they used to really try to get that special on, you know, HBO or Showtime or Comedy Central, where now they're just putting this, you know, free forty-five minute to sixty-minute special out on YouTube, um, and they're getting. I mean, really, it's an advertisement for those individuals, so yep. people will come out to see the shows. It's the same idea. Yeah. Well, right now there's the YouTube comedians fighting against 
Netflix. Yep. Because they feel like Netflix is only giving established comedians a shot when they could be helping up and comers. But yeah, I but they're losing like- subscribers all the time. Of course, they're going to go with money makers. It's a business <laughs> at the end of the day. I, I'm sorry, I don't. I I feel yeah. for you, but I don't because there's a lot of options. So you could go take it to Amazon. You could go take it to. to there's so many places you could put it. Hell, YouTube alone is is a is a viable option. So to just get mad at Netflix because they found a niche that worked for them while they're losing subscribers is kind of silly. Well, they're not offering enough money to these people, so that's why you have the you know the Andrew Schultz and Shane Gillis's putting stuff how else YouTube. are they going to put out season four of the ranch <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, people that love that show i've never even checked it out no nah. well and that's the point that's netflix in a nutshell some people like this most people have never seen it that's most of what they do on netflix <laughs> uh, they they have had out of the top five sh- streaming shows of all time they have four of them don't hmm. say Fucking Lucifer. <laughs> it's like he figures out a way to fit it. It's like Carmen San Diego or Where's Waldo? It's like how Where's the Lucifer reference? <laughs> Squid Games is actually their number one of all time. Yes, that's yeah, hundred okay. percent for Squid original games. content. Yeah, and um, by and by a crazy margin too. Not a crazy like, margin, really. Yeah. Well, what was the second? Wait a minute. Did you wait? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you say Squid Game is original content to Netflix? That's what they counted as, yeah. Okay, because I remember our little argument a couple months back where it was produced in another studio, not produced by Netflix, and then it was the whole Lucifer, you know. Well, but that's also true. That I mean, how many other shows have they done like that? Yeah, that's not yeah. that's not but, out of the but realm. But on of- Nielsen's ratings, it comes up as original content. Right, right. Because that's where well, it, it has, really- and it has the Netflix logo on it. Yep. Well, didn't Netflix purchase the IP, didn't they, for for Squid Games? But they did not create it. And with, this is where, and we could go on a whole topic of this, this is where the world is heading. Like a lot of the Apple TV products, they aren't mm-hmm. technically producing any of the movies they've released yet. Yeah. Well, or And a lot of the shows. I mean, hell, uh, Ted Lasso is Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's shocking yeah. that Ted Lasso is an is an Apple TV show since it's a Warner Brothers production. I'm amazed that but didn't make Apple it to HBO Max. Say on Ted Lasso. Now like they still have influence from day one. They had influence on Ted Lasso because they because yeah because they said that this is something we want to work on. But I I'm shocked that HBO didn't just go well we'll take it. But there are some movies and shows where they're just purchasing distribution and have mm-hmm. no say on. They're just slapping like the, the Godzilla logo show. On. Yeah, apparently the Apple TV Plus Godzilla show. Yeah, they have literally zero say, and it's in the contract <laughs> where the, uh, the people don't have to listen to them. But this is the world we're going into now with the streaming wars coming to an end, I feel. Because there can be only one, and it looks like HBO Max is going to be the Highlander coming up pretty soon. <laughs> well, I think that's true. I think that, and well, and Disney. I mean, Disney's going to be a hard one to tackle. Because, I mean, the exclusives that Disney has have more people excited than pretty much any other streaming service. Disney's a weird one because it just is – Disney will survive off of Disney fans. Exactly. Like, it's they don't even it. have to put out that much content for Disney fans to want to just have that Disney library to keep watching. Yes, but even but then you throw on the Star Wars shows, you throw on the, the Marvel shows. I mean, the top IP in the world right now is Disney. Like, Disney owns all the most – the most profitable IPs available are owned by Disney. You know who owns the second most? No. Who? 
HBO, Warner Brothers. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, made, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. And I, yeah. I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Like, Discovery, I mean, all I know is that when Discovery and Disney and Warner Brothers merged, their app got so much worse. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's a revamp or something. Like, I'd like to know what Discovery's doing with HBO or with uh, Warner Brothers because as of right now, all they've done is make the app worse and leave everything up to question. And, and although Superman apparently is his cornerstone again, until that happens, I don't know. But <laughs> well, I think they're focusing on the IPs and reorganization first, and then executing them later, which is what Sony should be doing. But instead of that, we are getting the most confusing movies coming from their IPs ever. Uh, <laughs> most of it. So confusing <laughs> that they don't even know what they actually are. Yeah, they don't even hiring know, well, people. <laughs> So we have Madam Webb's movie, right? We all heard about that? Sure. Madam Webb is a terrible character that's the center stone of Spider-Verse. <laughs> She's awful. I hate everything about her. I hate the whole concept. Spider-Verse movie was great. Spider-Verse comics is terrible. They ruined Spider-Man anyway moving forward. Okay, that's your opinion. Ladies and gentlemen. I like you Madam, like Spider I like Madam Webb. Uh, what? Uh, like I said, gross. you never have any idea of what he's going to say or how he's going to feel about yeah, something. This, this is why I was surprised at the Thor comment. Ruins Peter Parker. That's the Destiny versus Free Will thing that you don't like. I like the fact that it's more of a Destin, there must be a Spider-Man. I like yeah, that. Yeah, see, and then Peter Parker, is, is, is his decisions are meaningless. All decisions gonna are meaningless. He's going to be the spider totem regardless. Well, you know what, Menti? You're going to meet possibly get your wish where madam webb becomes a background character just connecting us to the world of different spider people because this might be the start of the andrew garfield trilogy mm. um rumor has oh, it, a new andrew garfield trilogy. the new andrew yeah. garfield trilogy rumor has it that uh what's her name sweeney and todd <laughs> and all the actresses that they've been uh signing for this madam webb movie are going to be characters like uh black cat and all of that and it's going to be a project for uh, andrew garfield to be reintroduced and how he's going to interact through the different spider-verse kind of keeping control of that side of it so they can have tom holland just focus on mcu stuff Remember when this rumor first came out and we all thought that was a great thing and then they announced Madam Web and we were all like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's giving this a little bit more credence is they're not allowing these actresses to say who their characters are. And Andrew Garfield went from being like, no, there's no movies. I'd love to do them, but they're not even talking to me about it to avoiding questions about uh, him being involved as a Spider-Man again. Like as exciting as this is, exciting as the prospect of the Andrew Garfield new trilogy and the and the you know traveling the Spider Verse with Andrew and so on and so forth, is it at all tarnished when you hear Morbin time and you think of the post credit scene of Morbius and like does does it are you scared at all of what Sony is how quickly they can ruin something that was great? No, because <laughs> unfortunately, I think the fans have a more of a terrible influence on the product. Than Sony really? does. Really? Yeah. Cause what? They still. Because Sony didn't. The fans didn't write that stupid line of maybe, maybe it has something to do with this spider guy and the food's better here. Like, that wasn't the fans. That was horrible Sony writers forcing that into the MCU. But the It's Morbin Time thing and all that is just 
Right. And then Sony went, wow, we're going to make money. Let's put it back in theaters. What a mistake that was. Well, like Sony, Sony has made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision with these Marvel IPs, and it doesn't seem like it's getting better, no matter how many handouts the MCU gives them. Okay, but what really was a failure for them? Both the Venom movies were hugely successful. Sure, they made money, but we can all agree that they are disappointing. Money is all that matters. Oh, I get that. I get that. But it's still disappointing. Uh, but you can't say that it's a failure. I didn't say it was a failure. I said it was disappointing. For the Venom movies, or both of them are major disappointment. But and if you think if you're gonna tell me Carnage was good, you're out of your mind. No, Carnage wasn't good. Morbius, I didn't hate. It just needed more story. Yeah, yes, it needed it needed more story. No, it needed more story. more story. It, it needed what it was original plan was. All of the cutting out of yeah. the Spider-Man stuff was a mistake, and the shoehorn into the MCU again. Sony's the issue. I'm not. You're. You're. See, you're adding the 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 villainy to the the movies. I'm saying that Sony, unlike not unlike Warner Brothers and and Suicide Squad, their editing team is atrocious to what they do to these movies because they were like, this is a good idea. Unfortunately, went, Sony has to answer to a board for creative decisions and that board needs to be dissolved um they don't have full control over that because the board just wants things that are going to make them money globally and since sony is a company not based in the u.s the u.s is actually not their first concern so they want to make sure these movies do better in china and countries that are a little bit more strict which is why you see them edited the way they are I understand what you're saying, but these these uh, IPs that they're working with were created in America. And I Doesn't matter. Like Focus in other places, but you're right. But uh, see, here's they're the thing. still not getting it right. None of the none of what either you are talking about matters. None of what you're talking about matters because at the end of the day, the product isn't good. So sure, the reasoning behind why the product isn't good is valid. Great, there's a reason, but it doesn't change the fact that the fault of the movie still relies on the movie. It's the the end product that was given to us was way worse than it could have been. But the quality of the content to them doesn't matter as long as it's profitable. Which again is bad. <laughs> like that, I there's two markets that really everybody is going after right now, and each one of those markets has over one billion people. Now, in the United States, there's 350 million. So you want to be in India and you want to be in China yeah. and you want to figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah. So features, just to give you an idea, Hot uh -huh. Toys, the probably the largest high-end action figure company, period, all based yeah. on mostly you know, comic book properties and movies, they do not pick what Americans want for those toys to pr produce. Every American be like, we want you to make Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. If the China market doesn't say they want it, they refuse to make it. Because that's a bigger, better market. It doesn't matter that it came from us. It could be Captain America. If the you know they want the Captain America with the train shield trash can lid in China, because that's the one they want, that's what they would give us. So that's how Sony thinks, and that's how their board thinks. So that's why we get some of these poor content decisions because they're thinking about how it's going to impact that money market. Now, is it bad for fans that are looking at the movies for quality? Yes. For quality. <laughs> not, not like fan service. Quality. Just good. <laughs> Man. But, 
I can't blame them because That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Is it bad for fans who want quality? Yes. <laughs> but I still can't look at Sony as the bad guy because they need to make money. They have a lot invested to this, and the- and if they do it well, they'll make money and tell a good story. It's just not like you're saying this want, like it's a one or the other. <laughs> like it's a but some a of the things we want thing. would cause them not to make money in certain markets. If it was the violent, dark Morbius that we wanted, that would bomb in China. Morbius's problem isn't isn't necessarily and yes, the PG thirteen part bothered me, like the hearing the blood and not seeing the yeah. blood. But the this the stupid Transformers graphics bothered me more than anything really? else. And Yes, I hated the yeah. graphic. You could tell what was going on. It was like it was blue and orange bad. and purple streaks with with fangs and teeth. It was like it was no different than than colliding metal uh, of two giant trucks. Like I could okay, I, some stuff was happening. <laughs> Not quite sure what was happening, but some stuff happened. And then they give us the horrible teaser at the end, which just hurts all of Sony related Spider Man products. That will I will forever think of of Batman in a jail cell going, I wonder if the food's better in this joint, which has nothing to do with his character. Nothing, his growth, <laughs> everything thrown out the window. He just lost his kid. He just lost his wife. He's now in a whole new world, and his first thought was, I wonder if the food in this prison is better. Maybe he was hungry. I think he was too much thought into that. Like, he just, like... Stupid. It's because his character was great in, in No Way Home, and that yeah. was not the same character. And then all of a sudden he had his suit, even though his suit didn't exist in that world. None of it makes sense. They just wanted to shoehorn it in there. You don't know that his suit didn't exist in that world. Why would his suit, why, how did his suit come with him? Did that transfer? There could have been, it transferred with him into the prison. Why would it? Or there was another If he transferred, why would his stuff transfer? And that's even weirder. So he went over and just robbed another guy. Like it just—it's so shoehorned that it—it it has so many questions that it makes you not want to see the next thing. They did the point of those teasers is, is to get you ready for the next product, excited for what's coming next. That may be worried about Sony. The bigger problem is people that want everything to be connected. They could have not connected it to MCU and probably been great, but people yes, want to should have. But you because have the Andrew Garfield stuff that want to see it connected. And that's the problem. Except for they cut out all of the Spider-Man references throughout the movie that apparently was supposed to take place in Tobey Maguire's world. So what probably happened is they had this grand scheme, realized that they could do more with Andrew Garfield, and at the last minute were like, oh, no, we can't do that. Let's try and fix it. It's their own decisions well, that are the problem. Well, when they realize that uh, their poor relationship with Andrew is why they were going to Toby. When they realized the fans actually cared more about Andrew than any of the Spider-Man in uh, No Way Home, that changed everything. Great. Sure. I go with the thir- first thing you said is don't make it connect. No, they should. Don't, but- ru- don't potentially ruin it to try and force a connection to either product. But until they start losing money, it doesn't matter. They're not going to change. You're, uh, you're absolutely right. That's why Suicide Squad is an Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> It made eight hundred million dollars. It's a trash film. That's why. Just, just that's what I'm saying. Just because it made money doesn't make it good. So the fact that you're saying if if fans want quality, that's a shame. <laughs> well, if fans want quality, they need to stop paying to go see crap movies. Well, and then here we are with Morbius. It's Morbin time. But <laughs> there are people that will go see movies because they're bad because it's a joke. It's the same idiots that drove GameStop stock stock through the roof to screw with people like everything's a living meme right now 
and that's a big part of the the problem with the world. Well, and and the fact that they produce shitty content, but you know that's another. But Marvel <laughs> another produces thing. some shitty content too. Sure, we'll talk about that later in the episode. <laughs> hey, just wait when until, you leave, we'll get to that. <laughs> just wait until we get the fun-loving, animal-loving Craven, and that's going to be a Ooh, great God, movie. I can't, man. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, you. Good point, Moshko. Good point. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, we got to move on topics because I'm I'm getting furious at Sony. The more we talk, the wor- the more upset I'm getting over the potential Madam Web and Andrew Garfield future. Because the sh- the worst part, the worst thing that could happen is that Andrew gets a new trilogy and they're shit. That's the worst thing that could no, happen. No, because I don't think when he joins, I'm sure part of the reason why we're not getting anything announced is because his contract is going to be completely different than his first contract with them. Because remember, he knew how to make a good Spider-Man movie. He was telling them what to do, and they stopped listening to him. So if he comes, they don't listen to Kevin Feige. They don't listen to anybody. That's the point. But if they want him to come on board, I'm pretty sure he's gonna like put in his contract, final cut, and producer credit. Well, we'll, where we'll see where he'll have the power to swerve them into the way he wants the movies to be. I'm just saying that no, not one Sony production has gone over a B, and that's being nice. Since Andrew's gone, give me a Sony Marvel production that's. Over I was going to say, Amazing other than Spider-Man, Spider-Man is phenomenal. Other than other what, and other than Spider Verse, that because that's uh, animated in a in a in a. I don't, I don't know how to tale. add. You yeah, know, it's a whole Venom was thing. a yeah. B. Mm. Do you, Venom, mm. do, you, do you know what mm. you get? You're not a big Venom fan, then. <laughs> Venom is not a B. <laughs> it wasn't a. As Venom yeah. is my introduction to the two comic books, that is not Venom. Do you know what you get when you graduate from medical school with a B? You know what you're called? That? You're still called what? a doctor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still a movie. <laughs> I agree to that. Still gonna make yeah, money, it's a movie. Yeah. Listen, there's people sitting through Ms. Marvel right now, and I had to sit through Moon Knight, which was shit. So. Yeah, but that doesn't make it like again. <laughs> again, these are not arguments or whatever. Episode Let's move on. Five wasn't terrible. Four well, and five I, I, were not I'm, terrible. I'm too down, but I'm still I'm 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 losing interest in this show yeah, quickly. It gets a it little more adult oriented, which good has. right before it ends next week. <laughs> <laughs> it starts hey. really getting good. And I then don't it need it ends. to be adult. Then we get okay She-Hulk. I'm it's, I'm okay with it being Lizzie McGuire. I just I just want it to feel more like Miss Marvel, like I've known Miss Marvel. It just doesn't. So feel in other words, please bring on Andor sooner than later. Yeah, right. no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I can't wait for Andor. Fast track Obi Wan season two. Season three, season seven, like Ooh, I don't want them to go too heavy into these two seasons because you could again you run the risk of ruining. Keep in mind everything that we just were talking about from a Marvel and Sony standpoint. People are saying that same thing mm-hmm. about Star Wars and how it's all that's garbage true. too. So it's that's true. But I also there's there's the, the this is where Mauer and I will agree about the the horrible comment section people, especially for Star Wars. Star Wars the. There, pe- people will say the most ridiculous things about Star. They, it was a bomb. It made no no one's watching Kenobi. Really? <laughs> no one, no one's watching it. Okay. You know what was the bomb? Solo. <laughs> that was their bomb. Yo, yeah. Yo. And, and then with shame if it is, the Solo wasn't bad. Ooh, so I Solo is Solo is not bad comparatively. Solo is not bad. See, to it me, Solo wasn't. is Let There Be Carnage. Oh wow! 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 wow. I don't, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know about that one because Carnage is just Carnage. Carnage is nothing but wasted potential. I, Solo I literally can't watch Solo place. when it comes on. Wow, 
Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have that strong of opinion on Solo. It's definitely not high on the list. See, but Solo and Obi Wan were my two favorite Star Wars characters, and see, it's the same reason that Superman Returns was so bad. You had somebody trying to do an imitation of another actor, and it just didn't land for me, because that actor is impossible to have the same kind of charisma as. What you're talking about, um, Harrison Ford? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I love me some Harrison Ford. I've just never heard people talk about Harrison Ford and charisma. In the I, Star Wars you're, movies? You're, you're right. You're talking about Star Wars. His, his charisma died after Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know what? There was that one chick flick he was good in, too, with Get Anne Get off Hesh. my plane. <laughs> <laughs> the chick flick with Anne Hesh he was funny in. And charismatic. I forget um, what it was called. Uh, yeah, I forget. All right. Well, let's... Let's get into features. Tell us about Hall H. What's okay. Going on so, in, so, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um uh with the return of of our Comic Con, one of the biggest Comic Cons, the biggest cons, uh Marvel is going to be in Hall H and they've just released their kind of their layout for what they're gonna be presenting. Uh and interestingly enough. It's gonna be don't use the word few... interesting because it's not an interesting list. <laughs> so don't use that word. Oh, okay, that's that's fair. But uh, go ahead, tell the list. <laughs> Let's find out how interesting the rest of us find it gonna be. Go ahead, let me hear this list. <laughs> okay, so Marvel on the list... playing just the tip with San Diego Comic Con. Wow, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Yo, that is one of the best jokes Bowers ever made. <laughs> I'm broken. <laughs> You broke features with just the tip. <laughs> That's all I could take. I can't breathe. <laughs> Yo, it's 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 CB Sabolsky's gonna have a Q and A. Yeah, um, they're gonna talk about some other future events. A Dan Slot event is gonna be there. Uh, the women be at Marvel. Sixty years of Spider Man. So it's it's a few things. Uh, are, are they super? Uh, okay, to your point, are they super interesting? Maybe not, but maybe. No, that's why we had a conversation about not talking about this on the show. Meanwhile, Dwayne the Rock Johnson was like, I'm going to own Hall H as my bitch. Yes. I mean, he probably will. I mean, this is the two different worlds we're dealing with right now. Marvel and Disney don't give a beep about comic fans and San Diego Comic-Con. DC and Warner Brothers are going to try and be, you know what? Let's get back to our roots and we want to have a huge presence there and embrace those fans. Well, I mean, we, so, I, I, I give that more to Dwayne. Yeah. What well, if you look at the difference in the, the new f- if you look at the difference in between the two between the two companies right now Marvel's having the better success film-wise than DC right now. Right? Well, that, but yeah, the no, comics not just right now, the last 10 years. Well, <laughs> 15 years. We're 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 at, we're, at multi- we're going on multiple decades. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm trying to be fair to people that do like the DC film. They yeah, have yeah, a but, lot more movies they put out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's be- that's because they they build an audience that actually wants to go pay to see them. The pro- DC didn't. <laughs> they have yet mm. to do that. Don't get me wrong. I pref- I want a I want a DC universe as as to rival Marvel's because they should be. There, right. There's no reason that DC is playing second fiddle except for DC. Bottom line. Yeah. Now DC did put out the. Best comic book film in the past two decades, three decades. The Batman. 
Well, I wasn't even talking about the Batman. So the top two films in the best few decades. Well, what would be the other one? Which one? Joker. Oh, Joker. <laughs> Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get you. But I'm just saying if it's quality you want, no, they're giving right. it to you. They did. And I'll even say they made mistakes. They can't match it. They made mistakes with at least the Joker. Mm-hmm. Because why well, they're, make, they're making a second? No. <laughs> this is this is kind of foreshadowing into our Thor conversation, but I think they screwed up when they cast Christian Bale. He should have been mm. Joker. Mm. Ooh. Oof. I would love oh, Christian Bale Ooh. Joker. Yeah. Especially after seeing Gore. Yo. Gore would be a phenomenal. We can't we gotta stop. My right. yeah. yet. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Sorry. We gotta that's, stop. And, then, and that's not even really saying anything. Like we all know Christian Bale isn't he is a probably he, him and Joaquin Phoenix are the two best actors of our time of our but current time. time yeah, yeah. The few scenes, and we'll go into heavy detail when Maurer signs out. But when mm-hmm. yeah. the few times the gore is of there, and he's like it's the kind of jovi- the jovial, creepy gore. Oh, put him in Joker makeup. Jesus, that would be a oh wow, wow. This whole time I was like, I, I kept. Do- I was one of the Willem Dafoe needs to play Joker people. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Can we stop saying that? It actually offends Willem Dafoe. I know, because he's like yes. you. Know, you see me as a psychopath, but it's not. It's not who you are. It's what you look like. <laughs> that matters. I mean, he I does have that it. face. But, but look, but yeah. him smiling as the Green Goblin is the Joker. Yeah, Hall yeah. H is going to be dominated by DC, and I have a feeling they've mm-hmm. got tricks up their sleeve for it. And I don't think well, Marvel does. No. No, they're going to save everything for D23 or whatever. They'll save it exactly. for Exactly. And you know what? That's probably the point. That's a good point, yeah. Moshko. The, the Comic-Cons are probably dead to Disney because they have their own events. Right, and you're going to get a much bigger pop from your people than all the people. So you're, However, you're... DC fandom. Yeah, DC fandom. So this is where I think the difference is in the thought process of the fans. DC uh-huh. has DC fandom, and they still want to rock comic-con because it's an event fans go to disney looks at it we just want attention and attendance to our stuff we don't want to help anybody else yeah yeah well, i'm curious what, what do what do the numbers for for dc's fandom and and uh d23 look like as opposed to them doing the cons because well, if, they, if they, their self-contained all events are it's better. All online it's all online but remember we talked about it when fandom came out this year yeah. it had like a 90 percent increase year over year for viewers. And I can't wait for the next one. Like I the, love Fandom. The amount of hits all of that content hit for the month straight after it were right. through the roof. And it was original content and interviews and, and insights mm-hmm. because it wasn't the we're going to keep everything secret and not let you see it, i.e. Marvel Hall H trailers that never ever make it out there. <laughs> Warner Brothers was like, here, take it. You know what's going to happen? What's that? And I don't, I already don't like it, <clears throat> but the writing's on the wall. We're gonna get Avengers Con. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we're gonna get conventions specifically thrown by Marvel, full of only Marvel stuff. They'll pay their actors a lot of money to show up. It'll be a lot of it'll be the Dan Slots and the CB Sabolskis, just like you're gonna get over at at. And it'll New- be uh, at Disney. They almost Avengers Campus Wizard World <laughs> conventions. Yeah, that's 100% going to happen. Because this is two properties now where Avengers Con plays a big role. Avengers mm-hmm. Con will be real. Yeah. Mark my words. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely because that they care more about them promoting them well, than it makes the fans. money. I mean, it were, like the back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> we said this with Netflix. That's the reason why you can't use Netflix on any of the native, you know, Google apps or Apple apps. It's that's what because you got to go to the Netflix house. You can't. They can't. They're not going to show up under what's next. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm excited for San Diego Comic Con and at least Hall H for DC. Yes, that'll be it, fun. It'll be nice to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson pull out uh, Henry Cavill. <laughs> and announce wait, a so new, you want to Superman movie? Wait, no, I'm not even going there. Not going. <laughs> no, there. please do. <laughs> no, please no, do. you got to now. You have to. Come on, come on. Well, no, he said he's gonna see The Rock pull out of or pull out Henry Cat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never mind. But Never mind. I'm though, just gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take your word for it. Every time you say, you know what, I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna remember this moment and go. Yeah. Do you really think Cavill? I mean, Cavill's involved. Do we really think that? Yeah, because I, Dwayne has promised we're getting Superman versus Shazam and he will not let his ego be hurt by not delivering what he promises. We've, we've heard, remember we heard rumors years and years ago about how Dwayne just essentially owns uh, DC at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you remember think they were about talking that? about bringing back, they were talking about bringing back the Snyderverse specifically because he threw a stink about it. What do you think about that? Me personally? It doesn't matter what you think <laughs> about it. <laughs> you know, he alley-ooped himself. <laughs> I was going to do it if he did it. <laughs> oh, man. Finally! All right, All right Superman <laughs> has come back to DC. All right, what, what you got this week, Moshko? I, I, we were going to talk some comics and the, the Punisher... You can um, talk about the Punisher at this talk point. About we're, that. we're all, bro. We're off the rails. I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, well, let's, Fe let's get features back on. throughout our plan within minutes of the show starting. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna talk about Hall H. I, I don't guess. care what yeah. you guys talk about. I'm gonna talk about Hall H. That was the first time we all heard of that as a topic today. <laughs> uh, features goes through our pre meetings and goes, you know what? Screw those guys. I'm gonna throw a curveball. <laughs> let's let's bring this quick little nugget of information um i don't know if you guys saw uh, one of the posts that marvel put up during the week uh they put up a post of uh, i guess the picture it was a picture of the defenders and then the caption was everything is connected or all of this is connected which is an old tagline that they used to use because people are reading yeah. into shit it was just an advertisement for them having it on disney plus Oh, I know. I think there's mm. more to it. But it got to be more I, to I it. I disagree. I think there's more to it. Because they're we, really heavy into the Defenders right now. Like, they've poster after poster after poster. Yeah. They've, they've, they've posting so much. Well, we already know they're part of the MCU. Do we? Because we've been questioning that for a while. No, we haven't. They never said they weren't. They never yeah, said they, they were. were. That's true. Yes, yeah. When? They weren't. They were, they were removed. They were they removed weren't. from the MCU. No. So that that whole thing and I'll find the articles again, they were never officially removed. When Fahey and those guys were talking about it, it was implied by other people that that's what they meant, but no one had ever said they were removed. The only thing that was ever removed was when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. basically went off the rails. Like the show. And said since, the, yeah, since they, <laughs> since they weren't telling us what's going on, we did our own thing is what their showrunners said. They kind of removed themselves. But Netflix has never been officially removed. Hmm. Huh. Well, I mean, that's that's great news. That's great news. So, but you can see why right. people would be confused. 
Oh, it's it's super, and you have and you can see why people would be excited. You have people and websites that don't go off actual facts and just post things. Well, they all don't have a mower. They're, oh, they're all twice removed. <laughs> we, were all, we were all in the same place just a second ago until Mauer spoke up. Why don't you start a blog? Be a part of the solution, Mauer. <laughs> I do. I go and post other people. No, pages. you go to the comment sections and you yell at people. <laughs> and then you give yourself a headache. <laughs> that is one. I'm a migraine. Oh, Mauer's in the comments <laughs> again. <laughs> Comment section crusades. <laughs> Wait, the comment beepers. conquistador. Was that it? The comment <laughs> conquistador. There it is. Oh, I just man. hate stupid. Well, there's the internet's full of it. So why do you spend so much time there? It's your fault. I blame you. Hey, we are we are it's the in, only interaction with people I get. We are in the age of where facts aren't really facts anymore. Dude, call me. If you just want to talk about stuff, call me. I'll give you just as much shit as they do online. <laughs> yeah, but I could be really mean to them. I don't like being really mean to you. Just record it Aww. so we can charge for it. So you don't actually want to go online Aww. to talk to people. You just want to vent. He, he, <laughs> yeah, no, he this wants is to the equivalent of bullies raped. that just punch people because they had a bad time. I want to destroy <laughs> beautiful things. Okay, Ed Norton. <laughs> and the comment sections are beautiful things? That's a cesspool of the internet. <laughs> I want to take people's happiness and then crush it and watch them cry. You just need to do what That's... I do. I just I go on there, I start typing, and then I go, no, I'm not putting this in. No, this is what this is what Mauer needs to do. And this would be amazing because it would go it would go very poorly, but he'll be very excited on that fact. Mauer just needs to go into a a, a group on Facebook, say, read about what they're excited about, and then film himself shitting all over it where no one can write back to him. It's just him giving out his opinion and then post it there and then disable comments or something. <laughs> just That would get way more of what you're hoping for. Or just let the comments stay and then every once in a while just write in, you're all wrong. That's it. <laughs> That's Mincy, it. I feel like you just opened up a new can of worms. Oh, oh I I'm already so do. <laughs> I drop anger bombs in some of these groups so frequently. <laughs> you do just of to screw with do. people and i get them to fight with each other you, you, which is you, even better which then puts the post to the top of our feed and then that's the first thing we see when we log in <laughs> he's back at it do again you, do you remember in the dark night when they were talking about the gem and the yeah. people just that's mauer mauer's the dude who stole the gem just to throw it away <laughs> that's mauer some, some people, people just want to see the bro, bro. <laughs> There he is, flesh right. and blood. Um, <laughs> what comics we reading? Uh, well, Moscow, you had some Punisher stuff. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that. There's some interesting things going on in that run. Uh, I know we talked, I don't know, a couple months ago. I read the first issue and was like, wow, this is pretty neat. And it kind of threw some things on its head from an origin standpoint. Does it have a payoff? Uh, I mean, so far, so we, we know there's definitely some uh, – you know, spiritual stuff going on with his wife, because you know we we know that she's alive, which in the typical fashion, Frank Castle's family is dead. We didn't know that, and I hate that so much. Oh, we, <laughs> I didn't know that, and I hate. I cannot tell you how much I hate everything you just well, said. Well, think about it. He's he's working with the hand. He's actually the like the the grand hand guy. I don't know what the name of the. What, what his name is um, but he's running the he's hand the, the gray yeah he's the, um <laughs> there's it, a hand job <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna back away 
But you know, after after really the the second issue, you come to understand why his wife. Is, they call him. Why the his wife is still alive. <laughs> uh, but the third the third issue dips into his uh, his past as a child, where we find out that he actually uh, killed someone at a very very young age. So as opposed to you know him going through some type of I know a couple different series did different wars but typically the Vietnam War um, that's kind of where he you know cut his cut his teeth <laughs> as a warrior and and whatnot but right <laughs> just I'm, just, I'm sorry I can't stop like the amount of bad 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 sexual it's, endo jokes sometimes it's intentional right sometimes it's, it's just, just not I mean it comes out of my mouth like that I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but that was the first time he grabbed the shaft. But you know, it, it <laughs> look at Mauer's face. <laughs> and here I am trying to compose my th- thoughts on this. You, you did. This, you he's ruined like this eight, the or, you eight or nine years old, and uh, it, there's this mobster who's in the neighborhood, and he's doing bad things to people, and he sees this, and he doesn't want that anymore around. I think there's something else. I just can't remember what it is. But he he you he lights this dude on fire. <laughs> Yeah, it's also have to remember that he is dealing with the hand right now, mm-hmm. which some of this stuff might be false. Uh, like his wife might not be really alive. Right, I know. This might not be a true uh, true memory. Because think of what the hand and being in charge of the hand did to Daredevil. They're not making her like the Black Sky or anything well, like that, are they? The way the, ep- the, the episode three, listen to me. The way issue number three mm-hmm. ends is, I believe it's him with his wife over the graves of the two kids. With um, so the the idea is that now they're going to be resurrected, so they can be a family. Because that's obviously what happened to her. Because she has just scars all over her from bullet wounds. So you know she just she was <laughs> dead. So they're bringing them back. All right, I. C- all right, that I can get. I can get behind the hand manipulating Frank oh, yeah. by resurrecting his kids because that's a very hand thing to do. Because they need the him. Hand, the hand had a job. Yeah, that's the that. thing they do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've said it before: when the hand becomes a major part of a story, it takes weird turns here and there. But I've <laughs> never read one of their stories that have not paid off at the end for you to go, wow, it was worth reading it. Like, if you think of Shadowland, like, that got weird here and there, mm-hmm. but that definitely was a phenomenal story with all the crossovers and tie-ins and, and how it impacted the heroes moving forward from there. So, I can get behind that more. If 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 she's alive because the hand resurrecting her, <laughs> and and they're using that as a way to manipulate Frank, maybe train the, the ranks more, maybe there's a million reasons that you would want Frank Castle to be you know, your quote unquote leader. Um, yep. that, that, okay. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So if they, if they did some stuff like they tried with star Wars, when they probably just brought Padme back and you're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. There's one panel where, uh, Frank walks up to, uh, I believe it's one of the, the hand guys. And he goes, what's your name? And he immediately stops him and he says, it doesn't matter what your name is. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to pick that up and read it. I tried reading X-Men this week. Really? And well, I, I've always been an X-Men too. fan, and it sounded like they were doing some cool shit. Here's the goddamn problem. Okay. X-Men is so <laughs> convoluted, and you have to go back and read so far to understand anything that's going on right now with their story that I got 
three quarters of the way through the comic and was like, I, I don't care because I have to go through and I have a basic knowledge from us talking on the show. So I mm-hmm. kind of understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't on this show and was just picking up this comic, it would be terrible. It makes me think about DC and how they kind of always have a Batman or Superman comic out there that isn't quite in the same time stream. It's either further back or further forward where it's just a normal Batman story in between Mm -hmm. those ups and flows of storylines where you just can read. And X-Men used to do that. You used to have an X book where there, and it was kind of just straightforward. You didn't have a bunch bunch of stuff. Like you had the extreme X-Men and then even X-Men blue for a while was more just two or three books as a uh, storyline. You were romanticizing the X-Men in the past, bro. This is why I stopped reading the X-Men in the past. <laughs> the 90s, this is why I gave up on the X-Men. They became way too convoluted. The X-Men Blue, X-Men Blue, Blue X-Men Gold, yeah. Excalibur, X-Factor. But X-Men uh, Blue was always short storylines. Two or three comics sure, at a time. But the, the problem is, and it's the same problem with Spider-Verse, is that you had to read 17 books to understand the full story. X-Men was the, was the catalyst for that. I mean, hell, they did it. Their own, but their this own cartoon current one got isn't too, even like, too hard to watch. It's a 17-issue arc that's tied to three other 17. Like, and do you not remember even when Jonathan Hickman wanted it. to end it, and all the writers said no, and you were like, hey, Hickman should have died in the first place. My pop You should have listened to him. <laughs> he wanted Pop-off. to end it already. It should have been over. <laughs> but he opened up this Pandora's box of shit. It wasn't shit. Whoa, it was a great whoa, idea. We it loved was it when shit. it first came out. That's not okay. true at all. Okay. You loved it. I always said the resurrection thing was not good. Now you're you're going for okay, but that's what <laughs> everything is still tied into that. Features just gave up on trying to talk. <laughs> I've never seen someone get deflated by their own sentence. <laughs> like you, you can't do anything right now because he put that into the world. Until well, that resurrection shit gets <clears throat> voided, there's no story that matters going forward. So, yeah, but that, okay, except for the fact that they've been resurrecting X-Men since the 90s. You're saying, yeah. you're acting like the fact that he put a resurrection. Uh, yeah, but now uh, it's uh, like on a mission. They're like, oh, you died. Okay, we're going to bring you back. Gene died 17 times in continuity before they exist. In continuity, before they existed. That's before true. that was a thing. Wolverine has gone and come back so many times. <laughs> Scott. I mean, but now it's everybody like, uh, right. Just it, jump in, it, die. Don't worry. Like it's been you'll everybody. Take them out. We're going to re- resurrect you tomorrow. You'll be back, you know, Wednesday. Like it, it, there's just, there's no risk for anybody anymore. But there wasn't risk before either. That's the point I'm trying to make. There was implied risk at least. Like you had characters go, oh no, they died. Now the character's like, eh. If you die, we'll just bring you back. That's, if that's, he dies, yeah, but he that's dies. not X-Men. That's not X-Men. That's comic <laughs> books. Remember when, remember when Peter Parker died? Oh, stop. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say is that this, you're saying, you're acting like this is just this X-Men problem, and it's not. It's a well, no, problem in comics in general. The bigger problem is this storyline has now been going on for, what, three years? That should have ended when Jonathan Hickman said so? Yeah. Yep. But even when he was doing it too long. No, like he, had, no, a, he had a three-arc story <laughs> <laughs> they, that he wanted to write the last arc, and they said, too don't. Long. A three-arc story is too long? For people to jump in in the middle of it, you still have to go back. A, so his first arc was a 18 months. The second arc was, what, nine months? So, to, dumb, so Jonathan Hickman was completed? But they, were, they, but they were monthly books. Yeah. So it's two and a half years of books you need to read. A monthly release. 
You're, you're acting like they were releasing a book every day. You're talking nine books. And then the 18 before that. And that's not, we're talking some, some comics have been going on for 30 years. Your 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 reasoning for disliking this is very weird to me because it's the thing that happens in comics across. But there's the board. no other book you can just jump in right now for the X Men. There's no other that's that's been true for X Men for since the '90s. Actually, uh, and and just to counter you, Mauer, because I actually started what I started reading was Hickman's run on X Men because I feel like as of this point in time, that's the perfect place to start if you're getting mm. into it just now. And it's not, you're not wrong. The problem is, is that too many writers had too many other ideas and it never got its, it never got its finale. So now it's just spiraling out of control. I think that's the biggest issue is that yeah. the concepts that Hickman was supposed to end are no longer ending because too many writers were excited about the stories that they were working on. So C.B. Sapolsky said, all right, well, Jonathan Hickman, move on to your next story, whatever big arc he's writing now and let the writers go and we'll keep it going for a little while longer. I hope he gets to come back and finish his arc, but I think that's ruined at this point. Yeah, I, think, I still think there should be a, at any moment, you can jump in and just read a couple comics for a two-issue, three-issue storyline. And as much as I agree with you, just remember, Spider-Verse was two comics. But then look at Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Gwen, Miles. I mean, there was about like 20, 30 books in, involved in one story. I'm not talking about big story arcs. I'm talking about just the comic, like in Moon Knight right now. You have one or two issues that tell just this little story. It has nothing to do with the big arc, but you can jump in and understand everything in that comic, everything in the next comic. Except and for get Jeff a full Lemire's story. run. Like, again, this is not Jeff just- Lemire's run, you still got that too in six issues. No, I gave up on Jeff Lemire's run because I didn't know what the hell was going on, and I started from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you're, you're holding this book to a standard you're not holding the rest of the comic comp industry to. Well, so I'm let, let, holding let, them- I want to ask you, which arc are you reading of X-Men right now? Like, which, which story arc is There's it? There's only a, one arc right a, now. That's a great question. Everything's well, the same arc. Every book they have is tied to the same thing. There is right. no separate. But you got to right choose. Now. Am I writing? Am I going to do the Marauders? Am I going to do Excalibur? Am I going to do X-Factor? Well, I don't know. Am I, I was reading across the board. I tried reading. All of them? The, the run right now. I tried reading. I got, like, one issue on the main X-Men book, and then halfway through. Uh, the first tie-in that it t the comic so you went to, to the reading list and went to that yes so like blackest night is 115 comics if you do it that way right that that's a bad way to do it because you're then you end up reading jonah hicks and the the secret six and stuff that you just but uh, even if you're just reading the x-men book whatever it's called right now x and well the, the x-men book title. was jonathan hickman and he left <laughs> he's gone he's not working on it anymore he's out he never finished it but there's still no micro stories that they're telling. Uh, Hellfire Gala? Not yeah, a micro story? No, no, one. within the main line. Yeah, I think you're totally missing it. Remember how you'd read Spider-Man and it'd be like the Widow's Web and it would just three be issues. him fighting three issues. It's part of a bigger storyline, but within that storyline, there was an understandable beginning, middle, of end of him fighting somebody. So you want a side quest story is what you're saying. Right, but that's what a lot of comics used to do, and there's still like there's still a bunch of Marvel books that do it. Ghost Rider, yeah, smaller books. You're talking, you you Ghost Rider and Moon Knight are not X Men and Spider Man. Doctor Strange, Spider Man still does it. Yes, and atrociously. Spider Man, Spider Man is worse than X Men when it comes to tying into other people's books. Yeah, and X Men's pretty bad. Spider Man though, Spider Man again. Spider Verse is one of the worst experiences. I hate. I could not stand Spider Verse. But Spider-Verse was a 
major a major event for spider-man but i'm just talking non-major event storylines there are right you, and then in that two issue book there was seven or eight other stories. spider-verse was still a major event for him right those two books and then in still those a major books, event there was a bunch of small ones in between right but remember, this is the part of the reason that Marvel started losing its heyway towards the end of the 90s going into the early 2000s, because they did that too much. It's one of the things that, John, that um, uh, what's his name, uh, Quesada, Joe Quesada, part of the reason why he was trying to condense and make everything smaller, reason why he killed off so many mutants was because they were so convoluted to try and understand. There was just too much happening. So that's the whole reason the House of M happened. The House of M story was to fix the problem that you're upset with. And you liked and it House of M. Obviously, didn't work. <laughs> it, it, it did not work because the Krakoa era brought a lot of the X Men back from uh, House of M's period. Right. A lot of people died, and then they came back with their powers. It was their kind of way of resetting Casada's time. And we also don't know what the original end of Krakoa was supposed to be. Yeah. We don't know. No clue. Yeah, but the, you're still not understanding. There still was no mini stories within the Krakoa storyline. Yes, there is. Hellfire Gala is a mini story in the Krakoa storyline. That is a completely separate comic book. She, within the Krakoa storyline. Yeah, but the I'm thing talking place within a Krakoa. single comic book. Pick a, like, Detective Comics 17 through 19, and then 20 through 23. And then 24. But you know as just as well as I do that DC doesn't follow the same scheme as Marvel. Marvel books happen simultaneously. DC books happen at different periods of the timeline. And that's what I started off with is saying that this is why I feel Mar DC does things better. Marvel right now is making it impossible just to jump in and read a story and get out. And that's your, but well, again, that's, that was like that in the 90s. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, not that's the whole continuity thing, which you've already... <clears throat> You've said That's that why you're the ultimate not big comics on that. Exist. The ultimate comics came out because of that very reason. Right, but they still had other books like the yes, Uncanny X-Men was always chunk stories. Mm. Uncanny X-Men was always it still had bigger arcs going through it, Uncanny but X-Men was read. the normal timeline. That was the that was the yes. standard book. Yes. So all of the other books tied into the events of that book. So and if with, you decided to not read those books, that's fine. But it doesn't mean that the whole story isn't throughout seventeen other stories. But they would have stories on. within that that don't impact anything else. They would still have those very similar, like we're going to go on this one quick mission that doesn't impact anything other than this mission. You know what those are? Those are filler episodes in TV shows. <laughs> that's what those are. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm, did they of did they do the same thing with Thor? Oh yeah. Oof. Uh, <laughs> ooh, I, well, I didn't like Thor books. <laughs> I, didn't, oh, you did I didn't. I remember when well, the Thunderstrike was the '90s, oh. and I, I couldn't stand them. And then by Up that time, until Thunderstrike, Thor was really cool. And then Civil War on Thor was a phenomenal book. That what was it? Just, not Straczynski. Was it Straczynski? Was it? I think it was. Yeah, apparently his run is like the the end all be all run when they brought Loki when they were bringing all the Asgardians back after. So Ragnarok. when he was bringing back, so for anybody, and then I'll get off so you guys can talk. <laughs> Thor, um, the post civil run, civil war run of Thor. Thor was dead during civil war. Tony cloned him, and right. was bringing around a Thor. 
Thor came back, raised Asgard from Iowa soil. I think it was Iowa or Indiana. So it was, you know, he was, you know, living on there. Tony came. It was registration. He's like, hey, cool that you're back. Blah, blah, blah. And Thor was like, you effing cloned me. Beat the shit out of him. And then instead of just having Asgard raised on the soil, he lifted the ground floating above it. He's like, now I'm above American soil. I'm not a part of it. And like moved on. But he had to go around the world and find humans that the Asgardian essence was in and awaken them to come back to life. It was so cool. Um, and in those, it was like little mini adventures for him. And then at the end of it, he'd run into somebody and kind of bring them back to life. And by the way, Tony deserved that ass beating way before he ever cloned and made Ragnarok. <laughs> he was so cocky, <laughs> acted like he was some tough, like that. It was the, it was the, one of the best ass whoopings in comics because it was just like a loud mouth getting smacked in the face for a while. <laughs> it's like, you seem to forget who you're talking to. And you Iron have Man. to remember the, the, the subtext to that exact thing was that was the moment that Iron Man started getting popular. Civil War Interesting, was, Civil was when Tony they, Stark and Iron Man had gone from B to A character. Oh, um, I disagree. Before I, that, so you had uh, Extremists. It was no, like Extremists. Two, wasn't Extremists after that? Yeah, but it was two years prior to Civil War is the birth of the modern Iron Man. From love. what I understand, and this is, this is based on documentaries of the, of the Iron Man movie, because again, I, Iron Man was a B character that no, not many people cared about. The reason that Extremis was written was to try and put him in line with the uh, movie because the version in the comics became so hated as the villain of Civil War, they were nervous about what that would do to the bottom dollar of the movie. So they needed to write a story to put him back in line so people weren't like, well, wasn't he the asshole from Civil War? Mm. Uh, Extremis made him more of an asshole. Yeah, when he was in the suit, but he was also funnier and tried to get rid of the suit. Like he was, he was back to just being the hero of the story, to try and put him in line with what we're used to from the MCU, to get him to that point. So it felt like a natural progression. Right, but Civil War was still probably one of the biggest moments in Iron Man's history of making. Oh, hundred percent, unquestionably, unquestionably, and no question there at all. But the he was year also hated previous was when his stories really started getting good. I would say maybe two, from 2004 on is when I would say I, the Iron Man book started getting really good. Maybe, but he, he didn't 2000, have his, 2003, they were still meh. The popularity wasn't there. Because remember, I mean, look at all the every, everything that was talked about at the time was a D-list hero becoming an A-list hero because right. of the movie. And then Civil War came out 2006. And, and that was villain. Pissed everybody off. But he, that he became a part of that book because he was getting popular. I don't uh, think that's true. He's an I don't Avenger. Know. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be a part of an Avengers-based book. And he's always right, the one that has the justice. His popularity for that book and his book started selling more. I, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need the receipts on that one, my friend. Yeah. Because that spits in the face of the history that I've known for a very long time. And as we know, I'm the only one of this group who actually watches those documentaries. <laughs> I watch the documentaries. Really? Because you, <laughs> yeah. you made a whole you made a whole to do when you found out about that. Speaking. <laughs> well, no, that's all you were watching for like a month straight. <laughs> They were great. The uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> 2 ensemble thing on uh, Disney Plus is quite good. I'd watch it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, watch it. it. Well, if you bought Doctor Strange, it's also on that. Or if you, if you don't want to go to Disney Plus. <laughs> well, I bought it because on Disney Plus they didn't have it right away. Mm. So I bought Doctor Strange 2 so I could watch all that shit ahead of time. 
Uh, same thing for the Batman. They don't put the stuff out. But yeah, so read that Thor run and then read the the Iron Man run right after that. So read Extremis and that. Those were the two best Marvel storylines going on for a while. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That's... Oof. What know. else was going on that was good in Marvel post Civil War? That's a good question. I'd have yes. to look it up because post Civil because isn't post Civil War when we start getting into the Casada era? And Civil War was Casada era. At least with Wolverine. Because isn't yeah. House of M later? House of M's way later. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But that's way way Did, later. Uh, Decimation. That's another good way one. Way later. And during civil, or we're talking and during the Civil War era, we also had Annihilation, which you you're not a big into space stuff, but my God, that, that book so, was incredible. Marvel is one thing. X Men, I always have their own time, like their own. They do. The X Men is a little more self contained. Yeah. So when so, I say Marvel books, I don't consider X Men books in that. Well, Although the Wolverine Civil War book, the best Wolverine book in a long time. I wasn't talking about. X-Men. I was talking about, you know, Nova and Guardians and Silver Surfer and yeah, the Annihilation Wave. Yeah, I'm not caring about that. Yeah, see? Well, that's... <laughs> but, you know, but, but, Mauer, you cannot speak so definitively for the world based on your individual opinions. <laughs> you can't say... We've established time and time again that you are not the standard person. You're not the standard <laughs> fan. We are shocked by the things that you say regularly. But then you have this mentality that the whole world sees the way things sees things this way you do. That's not true. It's never been true. But when did <laughs> Annihilation come out? Wasn't that 2007? It was in the middle of Civil War. Remember, they show up in during Civil War. They show up and say, "Hey, the Annihilation Wave's coming." They're like, "Hey, we can't because the Avengers are fighting." Oh, yeah. And Nate Richard Redding is like, "We can't look at Earth for help because they're all idiots." <laughs> they weren't all idiots. Uh, the Annihilation Wave takes out that planet in a heartbeat, and they're going, "But we, but, but my mask." <laughs> it's the whole book. <laughs> it's that whole book. It's a great book, but yeah, they were idiots. Well, compared Annihilation to Wave the was issue. cool too because it didn't have like. The Galact when they turned Galactus into a gun, but like they did it day by day, right? Uh, I think so. Like that was the cool thing that they were doing. It was almost but like there's it's another on one. Timeline. You had a whole bunch of other books that tied into it. If you wanted the full story, you had to read like seven other books. And I don't like Marvel doing that in general. So I completely agree with your initial point of the DC does it better in that regard. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's Marvel's not stopping anytime soon. That's been their mo since the '80s. <laughs> the bad boys of comics can't stop, no, won't stop. No, 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 they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Speaking of the boys, you, you want to do that right. real quick? Hold on, I'm gonna leave then. Uh, the voice the sucks. Couldn't oh. even beat Lucifer in streaming numbers. Dude, Lucifer is nowhere near the quality of the boys. It amazes me that you say that. It amazes yeah. me. Uh, numbers don't lie though. Crush them. You're, Sure, You're, but according to you, it crushes everybody. Lucifer, to you, Lucifer is heaven sent. Well, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm I mean... just going off of the pure numbers that it literally crushed the boys when they went head to head for numbers. Sure, and that, but 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 we've already established with Sony that that doesn't mean anything. Well, that's <laughs> money versus viewers. Yeah, just because the, view, the viewers were there for Morbius. <laughs> they, I mean, it still did well opening weekend. It was trash, but it did well. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you guys can talk about your little boys and uh, the homoerotic. <laughs> now he's his daddy instead of his lover. What? Who's his lover? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Told what? you. In the comics, Homelander. Told you watched it. <laughs> in the comics homelander and like soldier whatever boy. soldier boy were lovers well but they do they haven't followed the comics since the first day yeah oh, they didn't no because no. the, the whole no. the whole temporary v thing in this season they had in the very very first episode very first comic that's why they, that's why um they were able to go toe to toe with everybody so you think they're gonna have it be Hell. his daddy and his lover I don't know. No, I'm well, hey, no. <laughs> You know, you know what? Actually, now that I think about the boys, it's possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's definitely possible. On if Game note, of Thrones can get away with it, they, they can get away with it. <laughs> okay, I'm You're done on that note. The juices. <laughs> All right, later. Take, take uh, it easy, Bauer. He's all right, gone. bro. I think he's gone. He's nah, frozen. He's still there. No, he's just oh, no, he's still, there. <laughs> still there. He wants to hear everything. <laughs> oh, now he's in the crowd. Very. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the boys real fast. Let's just because it is, it's such a good show, and it mm-hmm. was such a good season yep. that I don't know. I don't know where it falls in the scheme of the seasons because they're all just as good as each other. Mm-hmm. Like the boys is consistently the boys. It's consistently good. I I can't I can't say how this this season compared to the other two because it was just as good as the other two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, like the first, the first season, I think was, you know, probably the best out the of best. all of them. Uh, I th- because it was unique. Yeah, I mean, I said to you earlier, like this, the the last episode of the season didn't pass the phone test for me, and I, I, you know, I tend to watch these things early in the morning, which is bizarre in itself, but that's when I have the best right. time or the most time. <laughs> that's a smart. Yeah, it's also smart because you get everything ruined for you. I mean, hell, yeah. Thor was ruined for me in a comment on a on a. On a nine gag post, oh. <laughs> yeah, like Jeez. I was just scrolling through the comments, and all of a sudden, someone was like, oh, "I can't believe this thing happened." Yeah. I went, "You got to be kidding me!" And it turned out to be true. Yeah, you never. So yeah, watching it early in the morning is yeah, a good thing. And usually, I'm very well, attentive. In, in the the last episode of the season, it just it I, I didn't catch everything, so I'm probably gonna watch so, it again. Well, let, let's say. Let spoiler. me ask oh, yeah, you guys. Plenty then. of spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Because so, I'm gonna bet the spoil stuff. Go ahead, Feach. So let me ask you guys then, because I I agree. I think all three seasons of The Boys so far have been been very consistent. It's kind of hard to say which is better, but if there was a way to like kind of bring that that differentiation to to light, I would probably ask which season had the better finale. Well, it's good that you didn't ask. <laughs> well, it's definitely last season. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was last season. I think. Um, while Soldier Boy is is, you know, a great character, uh, I think Stormfront was better. That's just me. yeah, no, the Storm, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I, I will say that this season had the best moment. Um, yeah. What the first episode? Just, getting, no, watching <laughs> God, no. watching <laughs> watching Homelander get his ass beat for yeah. once. Yeah, and like be a little scared is was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think Stormfront is, and I think the commentary in the second season was was also phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as much commentary in the first one because it was mostly just about uh, superheroes. Right. It was yeah. mostly just about the superhero genre. Um, the second season is really where social commentary started to come in, and the way that they handle social commentary, I think, is outstanding. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the season finale was a little back. weak. Well, it was a little weak because it just had a. It's doing it's doing the Marvel thing of like characters aren't dead that should be dead 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Th- right. I'm like, I'm talking it, about like the social commentary aspect of it, where you know mm-hmm. he's kind of at a rally and someone's yelling. And the opposition. And, yeah. 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 You know, the red yeah. or the blue said one thing, well, and then the reds were happy. And <laughs> well, it was it was also the violence. Oh, it yeah. was the fact that they cheered on the violence, which I mean, that's a that's a that's a Trump rally if I've ever seen one. <laughs> And you the, know what I mean? That that was him talking about yeah. punching people in the and face. That was like that was, was foreshadowed. That. That's, that's what that was. That was foreshadowed throughout all of the seasons where he yep. has that you know that daydream of just blowing people's heads off in the crowd, and he finally did, and they loved it. There yeah. is <laughs> one bit of extra viewing that if you are a big boys fan, I think you need to watch. And mm. there's a cartoon called Diabolical, oh, yeah. which mm. is not the greatest. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But it's not the greatest. But the final episode is the origin story of Homer. Oh, okay, I I and made it through a couple. Is, I didn't get through the whole thing. Just watch the last okay. one. It's it's really it's really really good, and it gives you it lets you know why he is the way he is. Like his 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 need for the public to love him is is upfront and on display in that, which makes this season make more sense mm-hmm. because like in this season when he says to starlight he's like all right go ahead release the video but then i'm just going to take out your infrastructure <laughs> and then just for the hell of it i'm going to blow away new york like <laughs> that's there's no reason he doesn't do that in the first place except for until you watch that diabolical episode and you're like okay mm-hmm. i get it so it's it's worth checking that out as well mm-hmm. it's like watching animatrix to understand the matrix better mm. you know what i mean yeah. But it is it is one of the best superhero TV shows ever. Absolutely, made. the commentaries the commentary is outstanding because the way that they handle the commentary is not so much left or right leaning. It's it, it's a lot of just you're all dumb. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it feels, <laughs> um, and and it works beautifully for it. And and the actor who plays Homelander, oh, it's great. He's it, phenomenal. He's so who did we say good. he should play? Uh, oh, um, Reverse Flash. Yeah, he'll be. Perfect he should. Eobardon and him as Reverse Flash would be incredible. Be perfect uh but yeah the boy the boys is some of the best tv as far as superhero tv ever made it's it's top it's one of the top tier top 10 best shows ever made maybe top five for superhero content Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah yeah like it's up there with daredevil for me and daredevil is my number for everybody that's listening forget what mauer ever says about yeah 90 (laughs) percent of the time (laughs) although he would probably agree with what we're about to say Let's do yeah. this because this isn't gonna. We're not gonna be okay. All right, uh, are we spoiler right, or so non-spoiler? Let's well, hundred percent spoiler. Yeah. We're gonna spoil Alrighty. Thor because you can't not yep. spoil it's Thor. Hard, so let's yeah. get into Thor and thank you for waiting an hour and fifteen minutes <laughs> <laughs> for us to get into the Thor talk, which is we what I'm sure you had played like, for in the first place. An hour and fifteen. Uh, <laughs> Skip an hour ahead. <laughs> what we're talking about, Thor? Because here, okay. So let's let's do this. Let's just let's let's tackle this in a in a in a con- more constructive way because I have a feeling we're all three of us are going to crap on this movie more than it deserves because there's more disappointment in what could have been over what was. Mm-hmm. So let's okay. just talk about what was for a second and let's just, what were some aspects of the Thor movie that you really liked? Why don't we start with Mashko? Mashko, give me a couple things that you loved about that. I, I kind of brought it up earlier. Christian Bale. Like, Christian Bale's like, gore. Woo. Yeah. He's he I think that's unanimous. Absolutely. He is he jumps off the screen compared to anybody else in this film and and you have Russell Crowe, you have Natalie Portman, you know, they're both Oscar winners if if I'm remembering correctly. When when you t- when you look at what like all the other actors are doing, they cannot like Chris Hemsworth is a 
is nothing compared to Christian Bale from an acting standpoint. And it's, it's just so frustrating to see that, you know, him being so phenomenal in that role. Stay good. Stay, stay positive. Stay positive. We're going to get negative. We're going to get negative, but stay positive. Let me, let me just, let me, let me add this one other thing. One other thing. Um, No, no, I can't. It's not positive. So I'll, I'll talk about it later. But I, so that was the, so the only positive was Gore. I yeah there wasn't wow wow Moscow I mean um, and you know the uh, our our friend from uh, what's him called Ted Lasso but you know we'll get there oh, oh, we'll talk, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, talk we... about that as well <laughs> all right Pete so, what did you so love the about? very beginning and the very end of this I really enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> um I mean much like Moscow it's definitely Gore um Christian Bale what he what he was able to do with that character. On on screen was just, just I, in the it, short it was, time he had. Yeah, it it was fuck. Mm. It was phenomenal. <laughs> wow, it was, wow. <laughs> Very rarely do you get features mess up. <laughs> Very it, rarely does that happen. It was really phenomenal. I even like I even like the 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 presence they allowed the character to have. Like like. Obviously, when Chris Hemsworth is on scene as Thor, you get this upbeat, lighthearted feel. It's 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 funny. It's comedy. And the moment that Christian Bale comes on the scene as Gore, you get a is there's a certain edge that happens, and it gets slightly darker. Still has a tw- like still comedic, comedic, but it's you you know when Gore's there, the the atmosphere changed mm-hmm. immediately, almost immediately. I I love the way they shot every time he was on on this on screen. Uh, and I don't even get into the, the 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 shooting of the film that much, but there was a lot of different aspects to how they shot things that were that were cool, character wise. Um, I think the story the story could have been uh, condensed. Definitely Mm-mm. have no no expanded. Nope. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop Moscow. I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All positives. I I really like Jane Jane Foster as Thor. Uh. I like to see the, the. It was cool seeing like the the, the Mjolnir and the different power sets. Also, uh, the, the interaction of Mjolnir, Thor, Stormbreaker, hilarious. Oh God, the, the him and the uh, Stormbreaker <laughs> yeah. and uh, jealous Stormbreaker is one of the best parts of the movie when it just shows up slightly <laughs> off screen. See, I thought that was overused. I thought it was overused. The goats? Oh my well, god. The goats are funny because he just wanted to make sure that apparently this and this is the this might be the issue with Taiko Batiti. Uh-huh. Apparently the goats made it into the movie because he wanted James Gunn to have to write about the goats in his. <laughs> That's I also saw that where a lot of the things that he does, even in his other films, is just to troll the audience and other people involved with it. And that I <laughs> yeah. can completely see why that and would that be a, it. That is that is, that can be a problem, mm-hmm. and I think I think those problems actually show well in this movie. But again, yeah. positives. We'll stay positive. John, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there. I mean, there are a lot of positives to the film. Uh, again, like the inventiveness behind doing some of the things they did. Uh, one would be traveling doing, using a Bifrost with the Stormbreaker. That was kind of cool to see. Um, it was a lot of things. Um, but those are the main things I can stay positive about. <laughs> I, 
I'm, I'm amazed that that's that's it. That's the only <laughs> things that you guys can say. I think as comic fans, and I think this also has a lot to do with Marvel movies in general right now. As comic fans, we can argue about how accurate some of the stuff are, the portrayals are, but mm-hmm. we've never seen a better expansion in the Marvel universe. Right. The expansion that we got in this, the the all of the oh. other gods that were in, uh, that were entered, um, where were where was the uh, the what was the house they were in, uh, or all the all fathers um, meet, omnipotent city, omnipotent yes, that's a huge deal in the comics, especially with Gore. Like that's a that's yeah. a big big realm. Um, the was it the not the negative zone, the uh, shadow shadow realm, shadow shadow, shadow realm, zone. yeah. Um was and then seeing eternity. Seeing oh. the he- seeing the heads of other celestials, yeah. like the Marvel cosmology got expanded to a degree that no other movie since Eternals has been able to pull off, mm-hmm. and they this is okay. I guess we can get it. You yeah. guys have already said my positives, which is the yeah. and gore. I guess we can get into the negatives now. <laughs> the negatives are is that everything that they showed us was just wasted potential. The movie mm-hmm. is wildly bloated with what could be three great movies. We get one mediocre movie. Mm-hmm. Like the Guardians scene is really good, except yeah. for it's so underutilized that it just feels ham just shoehorned mm-hmm. in there. Jane, really great, but because she's not on screen very often, we really can't feel for her cancer situation, nor can we feel for like most of her time is trying to figure out a, a catchphrase. That's most of her time <laughs> on screen is yeah. figuring out a catchphrase, which is kind of, you know, gore. Gore's juxtaposition for the goofiness of Thor is brilliant. And if that was the whole movie, a confused, funny Thor in this dark realm of of demons and shadows that were attacking, because let's remember that Gore in the comics crushes Thor so badly when they first meet Mm -hmm. that we never really got that sense of Gore. We never got the sense of urgency with Gore. We thought, like, he was going to go to eternity and he's going to make his... Is um what's it called? He's gonna make his wish and all the his gods wish. die. In the comics, he was building the god bomb and most people didn't know about it. Like he was time traveling and stuff, and most people didn't really know what his plan was. We just knew it was a dude out there killing gods. Uh and it became such a big deal that Thor needed to travel to the past to get a past Thor, and he had to get God King Thor, and and all three of them together had to fight him, and he they still lost. It was like the, he had to have two Mjolnirs and endowed with the the Necro Sword to and make Odin a dent Force. in Gore, and yet Gore just doesn't feel like that is intimidating as he could have been. Gore, like the, the I feel like the story should have been Gore's opening kept kept Gore the same. We, yeah. learned, we even expanded. Mm-hmm. Like let me get all of let me get all the details of Gore's planet and show the rest of his species dying off, and then we move into Thor being goofy. Everything starts getting darker as he finds out more gods die. You know, he gets crashed. Thor, Gorg, out of nowhere, comes in, whips the piss out of him. He needs to go find help in order to take out Gore, who's going to eternity. That's where you bring in Beta Ray Bill, which, again, <laughs> beep you for not bringing in Beta Ray Bill in this movie. And then, then you get Jane Foster's Thor throughout the whole thing about, you can have Thor continually checking in on her or, or don't even have him check in. You could just have her having cancer be a, a bigger part of the plot line that then melds with the actual story of Gore when they need her to take him on. You know what I mean? Right. But instead, we got a half Guardians movie and a half Zeus movie that both kind of fell flat. Both scenes fell flat. Yeah. The what yeah. it what it does really well though for me and you know we've we've been talking about this for a very long time where you know the in the past the comics 
drove the movies and now the movies are driving the comics. Like I do want to check out the source material behind all this stuff. Um, and I can't say that I get that same feeling from a lot of other titles that they make. So mm -hmm. plus one for Marvel that's on that. Good. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. But here, but this is the problem with this phase in general. This is the whole ride home. This is all features. And I were talking about the, the problem of phase four is that it's wildly bloated. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. that they do has to has to deal with the, the prior plot lines that haven't been wrapped up yet that are leading into this that are usually fixed in 15 minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't even give me the plot line, the plot thread, if you're just going to wrap it up real fast. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. So right off the bat, you have an issue of it just being overly crowded. But then Taika Waititi's need for comedy yeah. hurt the story of gore. Like, Taika Waititi probably shouldn't have used gore. Like, Mad Gog would have been a better character for Taika Waititi. Oh, Mad yeah. Gog, a crazy, just weird-looking pig thing that everyone's terrified of, which was what Jane Foster's actual final storyline was about anyway, yeah. would, would have fit his world way more than Gore did. Because Gore, that juxtaposition of Gore made it interesting, but it was only there for, like, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so instead... So if if so the stories that have brand new Marvel characters are really just looking for cultural mythology to expand on where the characters that are established are so watered down or bogged down, bogged down because of yeah. prior movies that they can't have an individual good story. Yeah. Like it's ruining oh. Doctor Strange was the same way. Doctor Strange felt very bloated and rushed. It didn't, like, the first Doctor Strange to the second one, the second one's got a lot more action, it's a lot more exciting, but it's nowhere near as good of a, a thought-out plot line as the first movie. Mm -hmm. The first movie's story was so much better than the second one because the second one was not as much of a story as it was, here's a bunch of scenes that happen and there's a character that goes from the beginning to the end. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, I said it earlier, the... Um... Guardians 3 was supposed to come out before this and you know everything went down with uh, the James Gunn situation and all that other stuff so they had to reorganize and then the pandemic hits and so this might have definitely have been shoehorned into into this and all this stuff needs to be in here to tell the rest of the story or you know which is uh, when we get Guardians 3 is it going to be on a from a timeline standpoint still before this movie and that's where they that's met up That's a good up. question cuz they don't they don't play around with timelines like the rest of the MCU does. Yeah. They just fit their movie in wherever the hell they want. Right. And, you know, that's at what the end of, uh, I forget what movie it was, but Thor goes off with the Guardians, you know, the Asgardians, all that good stuff. And then he returns with yeah. them. So I, I guess we're going to get that adventure. I don't know. But Maybe. shoehorned and that's is, a good question. is a good word. That'd be dope. That's a good question. But I think I, th I think there's a bigger problem. And I think that is, is with the Avengers movies and the crossover stuff, there's so many plot threads that need to be tied up before the next story starts that following the scheme of comics doesn't work long term like this. Because mm -hmm. comic books have the luxury of telling you a setup story. A story like if, like for example, Dan Slott takes over Spider-Man. The first thing he does is wrap up plot threads from the last story and then start putting pieces in place where he needs to be for the story he actually wants to tell. So there's a whole series of comics that comes out to set up the actual story, right? Death of Justice League, that was the story that kind of set up Dark Crisis, which is going on now. But movies try and 
force all that into the same movie. So instead, cut the Guardian scene, make it a, a half hour to 45 minute Disney Plus special that closes that storyline and then moves us into getting more gore because you just cut out 45 minutes of movie. Yeah. You could have given us so much more had that have been used on Disney because you wouldn't need to watch it. You could still enjoy the gore story for what it is. But if you really want to know, sign up for Disney Plus and watch that. Plus, everyone would then want Disney Plus more. Yeah, I don't. I mean, until we see an A or a A list character on Disney Plus, because right now we're not really seeing that. Maybe in cameos, but not an actual. I guess yeah. the closest one was um, Hawkeye, which I know a lot of people are like, well, oh, it's Hawkeye." But you can you can argue argue Sebastian Stan. Yeah. I mean the the actors themselves. We're talking about the quality of the 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 caliber of the actor or the caliber of the character. character. That all right? Different. So okay. you know, yeah, we're not getting an sense. Iron Man and a well, we're, we won't get those two anyway. But we're not getting a Black Widow TV show. No, but no. how great would it have been if Black Widow's um, all of the before going back in time stuff? Mm-hmm. We got you know, this. Yeah, yeah, like there there there's a lot of stuff they could have used from the Black Widow movie to create a 20, 30-minute setup that we could watch on Disney+, Plus, getting us prepared for the movie. Yeah. Instead of, like, the Legends recap that they do, mm-hmm. you can even do the Legends recap that goes into a quick story to set you up, mm-hmm. to get you ready to move you know in. Maybe this. Black Widow's a bad example. Maybe more like Hulk. Not She-Hulk, but Hulk. You know, that would be a different... Well, he doesn't have a... Yeah. He just also doesn't have any standalone stories. Right. That's... Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's no my my point is is that you're sacrificing the quality of the movie to try and close out these plot threads. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the same reason why the Jurassic World last Jurassic World movie sucked. Like it's nah. fun when there's dinosaurs on the screen, but it spent so much time fixing prior mistakes and closing prior plot holes and plot lines that it didn't give itself to be a good dinosaur movie because it spent so much time on bugs. Yeah. Just like this movie spent a lot of time with the Guardians, and it just felt like it wasn't really part of the story. So that means all of that time cut into Jane Foster's story and Gore's story that was the actual meat and potatoes of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want them to sacrifice a good movie to follow comic books. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm watching a movie. I could read the comic. Mm Mm-hmm. Although it's funny because we feel like Maurer's definitely going to hate this film, but it 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 plays off like the side quest thing he wants he'll, to he'll see. He'll probably love it. <laughs> no it's way. Right. It's just just because he found yeah. out we don't like oh, it, it's great. so now right. he's going to go. I can't wait for that text message because you know that's going to happen. Great. We're just one morning we're all going to wake up going saw Thor last night. It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to hit the show like what? But you know what? That's another point. That's because he hated Ragnarok, and that makes sense. He's not. That's not his kind of a thing. I, I this really movie, enjoyed Ragnarok, and this but, is but not part of par. what made Ragnarok great was coming off the heels of of um, Dark World, mm-hmm. which was trash. Like Dark yeah. World's not very good. And the more you think about it, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So Thor movies were going down the drain to begin with. He wasn't a fun character by any means. Even in Avengers, he was okay, but he wasn't like the standout star. Ragnarok really flipped him. It may, it was unique. It was funny. It was a different take. It was colorful. It was bright. It felt a lot more like seventies Thor comics. Mm-hmm. You know, seventies, eighties comics. Um, but we now we've seen it, so it's like Taika Waititi tried to out Taika Waititi. <laughs> you know, like we ju- he tried to give and us there's anything Ragnarok we know, on steroids. You can't out what you just said. Can't out Taika. <laughs> can't, can't out Taika. Taika will Taika. So. 
But that's but that's the problem is that we've seen that already. It's like why it's like when you saw Hangover and you're like that was hysterical, and then you saw Hangover Two and you were like that was funny, and then, and then you saw yeah. Hangover Three and you're like, will you stop? <laughs> yeah, it's, Anchorman yeah. Two is just Anchorman One. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this has a very very much feels, although very it's unique enough, but it very much feels like trying to outdo Ragnarok because it follows even the same kind of plot beats. Yeah, like the story yeah. beats are all the same ones from Ragnarok. It's it's just you know it just I think Ragnarok's felt, story flowed better though, right? This this just felt like three you three unique mm-hmm. stories. It felt like yeah. the story of the Guardians, the story with Zeus, and the story with uh, Gore, with Jane Foster kind of sprinkled in in and out. Like Jane yeah. Foster, you didn't get enough time to actually care for Jane Foster, and I think she's great. I actually really like Jason Aaron's run. So Jane Foster's Thor is nowhere near as good as she is in the comics, and I I hate being that guy to say it. But it's because she had time to develop in the comics. The movie didn't give her that. The, her whole personality was traded off for 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 taglines. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just felt it felt felt cheap, and especially when she comes in at the end and she's on Pegasus, yeah. you know, and she's right with Mill. I'm like, this is awesome. This is this is great. And I and but Jane like Jane Foster didn't feel like Jane Foster, and that's because you knew it was Jane. I mean, part of the lore, the the allure when the new Thor first came out is you didn't know it was Jane. You were like, who the hell is this chick with all Thor's stuff on? Right. And she and was like, what if this is all like a calculated thing by Marvel to release lesser quality product in order to <laughs> put our expectations so low that when the next wave of things come out, which may be good or better. Well, actually, I think they're great because what we've been seeing is trash. I won't say trash. But if you have that kind because none of these are bad. This goes yeah. back into Miss Marvel yeah. and Moon Knight. They're not bad. Yeah. They're just not as good as they should be mm-hmm. because the comics already laid out a good story that you refuse to use. Mm-hmm. And this this goes back to like my, my whole thing with the X-Men. Why, de- why so much deviation from an already good story? That you can just put on screen, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. To, to, to the, the calculated decision of Moon Knight not focusing on the uh, dissociative dis- uh, identity disorder mm-hmm. and to focus more on Egyptian mythology, I think was it was a miss. Mm-hmm. I think Miss Marvel focusing more on uh, on the jinns and the Pakistani mythology, or the you know going into the Muslim mythology, is a miss for Miss Marvel being the fan of marvel like she is the every fan but she doesn't feel like that in the show Mm -hmm. i feel like eternals having all of those stories not being a a disney plus show and giving us the time to really enjoy that was a miss i think doctor strange 2 forcing so much story into such a small little package made the movie feel like a like a side quest, as we keep saying, like a mm-hmm. sub story. Like it doesn't feel like its own mm-hmm. unique Doctor Strange movie. It just felt like a bunch of stuff happened, yeah. and that was that. <laughs> I mean, all this kind of yeah. goes back to my like need for just a solo story with nobody else involved, where it's just and, and kind of like what Mauer was saying earlier. With you know, I I want a beginning, middle, and end to an arc, all in you know one story, and not have to you know go read 20 books in order to get that story. I want that from the movies and the TV. We almost, I think we almost got it from Hawkeye. There's a little too much involvement going like, on there, but see, I just, I like Hawkeye. Oh, I, the story... I watched it again this week. I, it's the best thing that they've put out in a very long time, especially in this mm-hmm. current wave. It's, it's the best, but you know why? Because you introduced a new character, but you kept Marvel at the center mm-hmm. of it. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, Hawkeye still is very much a part of the Hawkeye show. I feel like Moon Knight was missing from the Moon Knight show, and I feel like Miss Marvel is missing from the Miss Marvel show. And She-Hulk will probably feel like a She-Hulk show because Hulk's in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because your legacy character is still there, they'll keep Marvel at the center. But as they introduce new characters that aren't necessarily connected to somebody new, the, the goal is to harp on the cultural mythology, like as we're seeing with Namor being connected to Aztec mythology. Right. And that's that's cool. It's a cool idea. I mean, I'm not a Namor fan, so it means little to me that they're like that Atlantis isn't really Atlantis. But I could see already features is annoyed by that. (laughs) You know what I mean? So and and I think that's the calculated decision that Marvel's making right now, which is do we go for the fans of these smaller characters that have not really crossed any kind of crazy threshold of popularity uh, for the mythology surrounding the lore of, you know, who we're writing about? You see, which does have a much larger audience. Do you know I, what I mean? I get that, but you you know what you know what's crazy? When we think about how how the MCU started, right? Like to your point, when you said earlier, Iron Man was a B-level character. Not too many people were were digging him like that. But when they made that that movie, that film, that first one, that set everything off and it bolstered Iron Man's popularity in mm-hmm. in the comics as well, not even just the films. They can do that with the with the IP being exactly what it is, even with Namor. Granted, a lot of people don't know who that character is like that, but just introducing him, put him on putting him on screen and saying, Yo, this is Namor the Submariner. This is what he does. This is what he's about. This is where I disagree. That, if this is the case, cool. they need to start hiring A listers and the cream of the crop when it comes to acting. Cause some of these the the no name people that they are bringing in, that's why we're having the problems. At least I feel that way. I don't think that I don't think the acting is 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 the biggest issue. I think the writing is the biggest issue, mm-hmm. and I think the theme, the thematically, it's the biggest issue. And it's and I think it goes back to Shang Chi because Shang Chi is a proof that it can be done correctly. You mm-hmm. can't just make a Shang Chi movie as good as that Shang Chi movie was, just staying with Shang Chi books. Okay. Back when no, it was Shang, back when it was Shang Chi. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the bo- the books weren't nearly as good. Like they're not, they're not nearly as good as the mythology that was added to Shang Chi. Again, going back when Bob Iger said, I think it was Bob Iger when he said that this that Shang Chi is an experiment. I mm-hmm. don't think he meant because of COVID in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think what he meant is it's a shift in theme. Right. Yeah, including all the mythology and all that, all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, adding and that and that it, since it did well, it did numbers. It, I mean, it did comparatively for mm-hmm. for a pandemic movie it did uh-huh. great so now they're like all right that's going to be the cornerstone for what we do moving forward with new characters so namor being connected to aztec mythology just like shang chi was connected to chinese mythology just like kamala khan is connected to uh pakistani mythology just like uh, moon knight was connected to egyptian mythology these things aren't true in the comics and they don't, they're not inherently bad i just like the story from the comic more right that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah no perfect sense yeah perfect I mean, when you th- when you think about all the next titles that are coming, it, it, some of those were, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Blade? Like we, have, I have no idea what what that might <laughs> see. Blade, no, Blade will Blade will stay true. Mm-hmm. Watch, I hope so. Blade will stay true. Well, he's too big of a character. They have to be a. Sm- I think there's a number threshold that they're basing this on. Mm-hmm. Like Shang Chi okay. doesn't get a lot of solo books. Moon Knight keeps one going, but he's almost at cancellation territory. Like every time. Miss <laughs> Marvel is new enough, and they had to make changes to Miss Marvel because they didn't want to introduce the Terrigen Mist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kate Bishop was lucky because Kate Bishop is connected to Hawkeye. 
She-Hulk is connected to Hulk. So they already have a, a, a gradual change, but the new characters that they introduce seem to be less about Marvel, more about mythology. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe not bad. That for like, Who knows? Maybe for Namor it works great. It might. Who knows? But, uh, I, but then I, it's going to probably I, I, change I'm, everything that you, like, then they're going to go in that direction in the books. Yeah. yeah 100%. You're 100% yeah. right. You're you're absolutely right because I mean I well I mean Maurer keeps saying the Moon Knight hasn't done that yet so maybe it doesn't change mm-hmm. but like Moon Knight Moon Knight the show missed the point of Moon Knight the comics mm-hmm. because it wanted to make its own point about Egyptian mythology and gods. Yeah. I mean, if they do a season two, are they going to write that ship or are they going to keep going with what they've established with the character? Probably not because it did well. Mm. The thing we also have to remember as comic fans is that movie fans are a lot bigger than we are. So movie the movie and TV fans who see right. this are going that's their Moon Knight like their Moon and, and they're, again I like Stephen Grant in the Moon Knight show way more than I like Stephen Grant in the comics he's m- way more entertaining Kamala Khan still feels very much like Kamala Khan like they did a great job of of getting her character uh, it's just the changing of her becoming a, 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 the the gin was it well yeah but she's not nest she's she's like part gin uh. she's part genie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and the gin, like, here's the thing. Jin, the Jin are in the comics. They're just nothing like what we're seeing in the show because the show is going towards actual mythology, like real world mythology, opposed to Marvel mythology. So the Jins in the Marvel mythology have nothing to do mm-hmm. with Ka- with Miss Marvel. So it's it's not that it doesn't work. It does. Obviously, the show's doing well enough. It's just to me, as a comic fan was done better in the comics already. And the, and Gore is a prime example of that, going back to Thor. Like, you used a character that everyone's excited about, but only put him in a quarter of the movie. He was the draw. Right. He was the reason we were going. <laughs> yeah. And he was and he was the best part. Like when he was creepy with the little kids in the when, in the when they were in the cage and he was like laughing. Yeah. He was like sitting there trying to tell them a story and he was like the way he was moving he, even him just popping I w- up I want out a of the whole movie. Of that. I just I want a whole. Oh, he was so creepy. It was yeah. so creepy the way that he worked with the shadows. All and can we also just be mad about um about uh null a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah. A little disappointed. I, yeah, null I was thought we were get that. And you're like, the gods just killed null. <laughs> Is that what just I, happened? So if we watch it again, because I was looking at that body and it didn't look like null. It looked like a scroll. Well, and and the funny thing is, is that it was the, it was the. <laughs> oh no, no, my was, sorry, my I'm thinking of the reference I made with the the uh, bangle on one of the blue arms in one oh, of the shots, okay. like early in the yeah, with the tie to the, the other show. Good. The um, the sun god, and yeah. the 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 god of darkness, or I forget how Gore called them when they were two of them were fighting. Like mm-hmm. they still were, they still use the comic storyline. It just felt sped up and unnecessary. Like even that opening scene, it was a good cold open. Oh, it was a great uh, opening of Gore's of Gore's backstory. Except yeah. for it got real way too t- uh, Taika Waititi real fast when the God showed up. Mm-hmm. As soon as yeah. the God showed up, I went, "All right, is this the whole movie?" Because <laughs> Christian Bale was great, but I didn't like any of the gods, and I guess that was the point. Mm-hmm. But it just it felt hammy. Yeah. I'm sure there's loads of things that I know there are loads of things that I missed, um, and I'm I'm sure with reading other you know articles and publications everywhere, more of that information is going to come out. Not to mention, you know, the director, writer, everybody—they're probably going to release little bits of other information that everybody missed. 
So hopefully there, a little bit more goes into this that makes me want to say, oh, okay, it was all right. I don't know. Apparently, according to Taika Waititi, this was, it was like damn near a four-hour original director's yeah. But he refuses Ooh. to release any of the other. Oh footage. well, yeah, there, there were oh. actors completely he cut from that. Lena Headey from Game of Thrones, she was completely cut from whatever role she had, and I think two other people. Uh, Peter Dinklage, he was in it as right. well. Yeah, he, no, and and apparently, according to Taika Waititi, he goes, "There shouldn't even be a deleted scenes list on the DVD. Not that people no. buy DVDs anymore, but it should just be a, a list of what scenes were cl- were got rid we got rid of <laughs> without the ability to click yeah. on." Them. <laughs> eh, no, I don't. I disagree with him. I like deleted scenes, though. Well, I, I, I okay. <laughs> so Rye, who's been on the show many times before, we all know Rye. Rye, Rye yes. put a post about watching. After, he goes, I saw the movie and I felt some way about it, uh, but then I watched a bunch of breakdown videos on YouTube, which gave me a new perspective, and I appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. My problem is, is if you have to go to YouTube to watch a bunch of movie or videos to make a movie good, the movie failed you. Yep. Mm. Yeah, the movie failed you. If you didn't come out of that, like it is a good romantic comedy. If you want to look at it that light, which is what he says, he says it's their first romantic comedy. Sure, okay, but it doesn't change the fact that it wasn't that good. Didn't change the fact that we all left the theater like, huh? Well, that was a Thor <laughs> yeah. movie, I guess. Like I, I left the theater less excited than when I saw Dark World because at least Dark World, I was like, guys, ah, it's all still new. And then you think about Dark World and it gets worse. This movie, I have to watch breakdowns to appreciate. That's not that's not a good sign. When I when I was done seeing it, I, you guys remember Do the Right Thing, right the movie? Yes. Yeah. You remember Radio yeah. Rahim, who had he had yes. two hands, one piece. with love and one with hate. That's yes. a how I felt, and b what it should have been called. <laughs> Thor, love and hate. <laughs> mm. Well, and then I I like the twist for Love and Thunder. Like, it turned out to be Gore's daughter. First off, Gore's daughter's a little weird, Mm -hmm. but it was just like Chris Hemsworth way to get his daughter daughter. into the MCU. Yeah. Aw, it's cute. Yeah, both his kids are in that movie. Mm -hmm. But she's going to be an actress now. Like, she'll be in the next movie. Why not, right? You know what I mean? Like, she's going to be in the next movie. So, it seems like that was a lot of the reasoning behind some of the decisions that were made for Gore. Yeah. Yeah, like it felt like gore was was used instead of instead of us getting a gore story gore was used to get us to to get, to get us to care more about this movie because it, it doesn't really have a villain it does like gore's trying to kill people but like he's never in it <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's like a boogeyman except for not scaring people unless the little kids were in a truck <laughs> uh, this is for my my own knowledge and clarification make sure i'm on the right page here at the end when the uh, daughter is kind of hanging out there and there's the silhouette in the back um which is that is supposed that's silhouette of galactus right that's a that's a or, that's eternity okay. that's eternity no that's eternity that's one of the yeah. cosmic so eternity the concept of eternity is what if the universe was able to get up and talk to you okay so that is a personification of the universe. A lot of, when you get into the cosmic deities from Marvel, mm-hmm. they're all concepts made real. So Lord Chaos and Madam Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've um, all been personified. It's Infinity is the other one. So it's it's Eternity and Affinity are the brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So time and space. Um, so what we saw was a our first real cosmic entity. Like you can say that the the Celestials are, but not to the degree that Eternity is. Got it. Okay. So it, that was a big deal. Like Eternity showing right. up is a real. Big I, kn- deal. I knew. Yeah, like a- I, I'm like this is significant, but I, I couldn't wrap my head <laughs> around exactly what it was. Um, I kind of 
thought again with the the Galactus idea and you know the way the uh, you know that the universe coloring I guess you can say kind of back there awesome right yeah. and like that is that's what you always see behind you know well and that's also exactly what Eternity looks right. like yeah okay. like un- that, that is very spot comic on. accurate mm-hmm. oh and the way that they did it where she where it just looked like you could walk through them yeah. which yeah. is awesome. Now there's a character that I don't know enough about this character. I probably even shouldn't bring this up because <laughs> uh, it's a young it was a young Avengers character that I and again I we know my my distake dislike for the young Avengers. Right. Um Singularity. Named Singularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you want to tell features? You want to tell no, my story? No, 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 no. No, I don't want to tell your story. I was just <laughs> mm. So who's Sorry. Singularity? Well, you wanted going... to interject. You're in a part you're part of it now. <laughs> I am. Um, well, Singularity is, uh, and I'm not too familiar with the actual origin, but if we're going by the MC, by what we've seen, then the MC, uh, yeah. Singularity is a reimagining of Gore's daughter, but through eternity. We don't, been, that. we don't know that that's true. That's my, that's, that's my theory. <laughs> that's my guess. Uh, you, that's my guess. You just said my guess. Oh. This is oh, so. Okay. F- this is what's gonna happen from now on, features. When I when we go see movies together and I have opinions, I'm gonna keep them to myself. I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you my opinions when we leave the theater, so you can't shoehorn it as your own. <laughs> so so when Clint and I'm not talking about I'm talking about Clint Barton, uh, when <laughs> when he sets up this whole when him and his wife set up this whole Young Avengers camp because I'm pretty sure that's where this is all gonna lead, then. This character will also join them somewhere. I don't think all, that's true. You know, this is all off the top of my head right now, but I, I feel that's going that way. I, I don't think that's true. This is my theory is because who created the Young Avengers? Any either of you know? No, it's okay if you don't. No, it's fine. Vision, nah. Vision did. Okay, Vision's missing, right? Yeah, yeah. Wanda's assumed uh, is is assumed to be dead, right? Yeah. So what if Wanda comes back doing some stuff that seems like Wanda's back, and then White Vision comes back and creates the Young Avengers as an initiative to help for to to help take on Wanda because there are no Avengers anymore. Hmm. So what if what if that's what they're doing is they're setting up Children's Crusade because again that's apparently the the Madam or the Scarlet Witch movie that, that's in the works, mm-hmm. which is one of the the cornerstone stories for the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. You have Vision create takes Patriot takes. Um, who were the original ones? It was Patriot, Hulkling, and somebody else. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, wait, was it Wiccan? Was it Wiccan? Uh, Wiccan? I think it was Wiccan. And then, and then Kate Bishop just forces herself on the team. Yeah. With uh, with Cassie, she just they she's like, oh, As by the way, I'm part should. of the team now. I, oh, Kate Bishop, I, I, the way they did Kate Perfect. Bishop in the show is outstanding. Perfect. She's so good. She's so good, and I can't wait for more Hawkeye stuff because mm-hmm. of her. Um, and apparently, did you know that she wasn't, that Clint was never supposed to come back? She was supposed to be Hawkeye? Like, she's, to this day, she's supposed to be Hawkeye. It was, it was because of the Avengers movies that they changed their plan <laughs> and brought Clint back. But Clint was supposed to stay dead. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, he was never supposed to come back. It wasn't until the popularity of the movie came back. They were like, all right, we can't have Hawkeye be somebody else, yeah. so we got to bring back Clint. Um, but I have, a, I think White Vision uh, is going to make play a role in creating the team, just like in the comics. Mm-hmm. We get our we get our Young Avengers team to help bring back um, Wanda. What if White Vision comes in, creates a team to go through the multiverse, bringing in America Chavez to find where her kids are, to bring them in to to to, yeah. to, to make her better. Right. 
Like, yeah. what if the whole thing? Like, we've all seen that that um, that meme that's been going around where he's like, "We need to use." Uh, she goes, "Just give me America, and I, everyone can survive." Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is like, well, "Why don't you just teach? Stay with me. We'll teach her how to use her powers, and then we'll just go to a place where her parents were, were Wanda died, or her kids don't have a mother, and we just either bring you there or bring them with us." Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Movie's over real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's yeah. done real fast. And all that's going on Zero while conflict. like Nick Fury's doing his thing with all of that. Yeah. There's so so that was a reason like twenty years off why before we see that. Oh, before that, yeah. Well, apparently it's being written yeah. now. Well, apparently, apparently the story's being Wanda written will be now. 50. We, like for example, Ant Ant Man and the Wasp needs to come out for us to get stature. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's a she was a member of the, of the crew too. Mm-hmm. Stay we already have her. Yeah. She's already a part of it. I mean, she's Kate, she's like Kate's best friend. So what we'll do is we'll get. And Kate Bishop may even make a, an appearance in Quantumanium specifically because of that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they could. So White Vision could. The whole reason White Vision exists is to create a team to help bring back Wanda. And that's Wanda's redemption arc right there. Boom. She gets her kids. Then we get the Young Avengers and White Vision and her together. Done. Done. And done. So it's a country song backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, we're almost at two hours, man. We yeah, gotta, it's been great, got, guys. We gotta stop this. We gotta stop this. I love how Mauer, Mauer leaves how the long? show. Mauer leaves the Mauer signs off, and we do a whole other show. Yeah. <laughs> we did, that, did two shows. Hey, why not? We could literally have a Wednesday and a Friday show again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, I this week could split this, but he actually suggested uh, that in the chat. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Does, does he know we're still recording? Because that's even funnier. No, he, he nah. probably doesn't know. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. I think that I think we I think we need to wrap this up. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we've said I, I think all we that should, needs to be said. Uh, yeah, I think you should right. do that thing. I'm gonna do that yeah. thing. You can find the show at Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And if you appreciate the show, like, comment, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way, and we truly appreciate all of the support. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, once again, I'm Minty. Um, features I'm Moshko. Ooh, features and Moshko. <laughs> and I think every show should be like this when we're done, we're tired, felt like a good workout. And so yeah, is that what happens when this great. So when this show inevitably ends, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be a features and Moshko show. <laughs> <laughs> so Where features turns into the, the new mentee at the end. <laughs> yes, I called myself Captain America. <laughs> I'll just keep doing a show until everybody drops off, and then there's one person doing a it's solo just, show. Just Moscow, hey solitary, <laughs> solitary excitement, excited. Hey guys. We're getting back to that. <laughs> All right, deuces. All right, guys. Peace. Deuces. Excelsior.